Day and welcome to the Pandemi Show. Stories of the Pandemi for people living in the Pandemi. No one is alone on the Pandemi Show. Thanks for joining us as we unite humanity through stories of hope, connection, and community in the face of the global pandemic. We are all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Thanks for taking a moment to like, subscribe, and follow the Pandemi Show on social media. Welcome back to the Pandemi Show. I'm recording this interview on the Upper Canada Treaty Territory in Southern Ontario, the traditional home of the Haudenosaunee, Anishinaabe, and Chung Unkton people. And although we are recording this interview on Tuesday, January 31st in the evening, it will be broadcast in February. So I want to say happy Black History Month to everyone. Today, we're transcending time and space up the Grand River to Fergus, Ontario. Who are you? I am Madison Galloway. Madison, thank you so much for joining us here today on the Pandemic Show. Stories of the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. No one's alone on the Pandemic Show. I've been talking about you on the Pandemic Show since (laughs) I think it was either Dana Manning or Eric Alper in season two. Your music really helped me during the lockdowns. It's just how music is a medicine. And I know other people I talk to really benefited and got a lot out of your lockdown shows. And for people that aren't aware, Madison started doing virtual shows when she had released an album in 2019, Moon and Mercury, which is fantastic. She couldn't really get out there and toured in 2020 because the lockdowns hit and and she moved to virtual. And Madison, can you tell us what was it like moving to virtual from someone who's used to being in front of a crowd and getting that energy of the crowd in the same room. Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely different, but I I think it was pretty awesome as well because I got to meet a whole lot of people uh, that I probably wouldn't have met or at least not for a really long time. And so that was really cool. I felt like it was very connecting in, in a time where things kind of seemed like they were disconnected because everyone couldn't get together and so it was a really awesome way to connect with people and even though I I couldn't you know see people like I did at a show or I couldn't hear them you know you're able to write comments in and have conversations with people still and there's actually almost a little bit of a more um connecting and more more get to know people getting to know people on the live stream because you can have actual conversations with all the people writing comments and sometimes you don't get to chat with everybody at a show so it was a different experience and it was really cool and i i really uh, enjoyed it i was blown away and i started on episode around episode 20 and i went back and i looked at where i started liking them and that was the first episode i think i watched you do live But it was so interesting to see people from around the world tuned into your live stream and then thinking, hey, it's not just here on the 401 corridor or Southern Ontario or just Canada. This was a global thing. Mm -hmm. And so many of us were being forced to stay in place for public safety till we got our minds around what was going on and to support the healthcare system, especially the frontline workers and 
it was just a time of uncertainty. Something like this at this scale hasn't happened in maybe a hundred years. But yeah, it was just so wild. How did the pandemic change your life besides just going from in front of audiences to your virtual setup? I know a lot of people we've talked to said it was a real time for them to get introspective. And a lot of people mm-hmm. use that time to be creative and to maybe make changes in their life. Yeah, I mean, I definitely did a bunch of writing over the pandemic as well. It sort of opened up a door for me in co-writing, which I had had never really done much of before. I had only ever written two songs with somebody else. I didn't really uh, know what co-writing was was all about. You know, <laughs> I had written those two, but I just, I didn't do a whole lot of, of co-writing. And so I had had somebody reach out to me, his name's Jason Hamer, and he had saw my live streams and he's a writer down in Arizona. And he reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to write a song together? And I've never really, you know, haven't really done a whole lot of co-writing before, but sure, let's try it out. And so we had a Zoom call and uh, wrote a song and we're like, that that was pretty cool. That was a pretty good song. <laughs> let's let's try it again. And so we kept writing. And so all over the throughout the pandemic, we wrote, I want to say like 10 songs together. And then I had also started writing with a, another writer out of Toronto and her name is Selby Copeland. We wrote a few songs together as well. And so it was cool to, to sort of explore that. And, and I really love co-writing now, now that I've done it. And I, I sort of got out of my comfort zone a little bit and tried something new. This is generally how it goes, right? <laughs> now I'm like, ah, oh, this is cool. And I like it. That was, yeah, that was something that was, I guess, new that I did over the pandemic. That's cool how you were able to use technology and this pandemic time of creativity to collab with yeah. another songwriter in Arizona and in Toronto. I think in before times it wouldn't have been unimaginable, but then with yeah. the ingenuity and how you adapted. Now, it makes me think, is Season of Treason your collab with Ron Hawkins? Is that a co-write? Yes. And that was a, that was one of the two songs I had written before I really started kind of co-writing. So Season, Season of Treason, because it's kind of got like a social justice vibe to it. Mm -hmm. I like that about, I like that about music because it's like, it seems like before the pandemic, we were at such a crossroads in terms of how we were treating the planet, how we were treating each other in terms of income inequality, structural racism, all of these really complex things that have developed, you know, over the last million years since people have evolved. I think that music's going to really help us because now that we're in the great reopening and mid-pandemic, last episode we talked with Harry Posner, a poet. He was part of the spike, poems in the time of pestilence. And he agreed that we are in mid-pandemic. We have the great reopening, but we're also in a very kind of psychological phase. He says that it's almost like our society is in a low-level depression from the implications of the isolation and the loneliness of the last couple years. And I think the great reopening probably couldn't have come at a better time. And you really hit the ground running in 2022 when things opened up and what was that like and then getting to take your messages which i feel like speak to social justice and speak to environmental stewardship and getting them out to people because i'm hoping that the music will be a catalyst in terms of more like real change Mm -hmm. yeah i 
I think that's uh yeah, music definitely has some great power to be able to influence and and be a voice for for change and I think that's a it's a cool thing about about music and yeah, I think that uh you're right some of the song some of the songs I I write do have a sort of social justice and environmental kind of theme to them and uh including uh, season of treason like you mentioned and a newer song well both both new songs that i've released since october and august both speak to this sort of social justice and advocacy for the environment and i think it's uh cool to be able to to play them for for people and for people to connect over them and hopefully it makes some people think and maybe can influence people to to make a change themselves and I totally, you know, can understand what you're saying about the sort of remnants of and how that kind of affects people and in being so isolated in in the pandemic, you know, I was really fortunate to have been able to connect with people and live stream and and that really made the pandemic not bearable. Um, yeah, yeah, bearable for sure. Um, but I really feel for the people who didn't have that um, that connection opportunity because I know a lot of people were feeling really isolated and lonely and uh, i probably wouldn't have felt so um it wouldn't have been as bearable <laughs> you know or wouldn't have been bearable uh i guess had i not been able to do that it would have kind of you know sucked <laughs> and so i uh i hope that um you know like you were saying it the the live streams you know like kind of help they helped you and other people which i mean means so much to me and is so such a cool thing but they also helped me too so it was really nice to be able to connect with everyone i thought it was really fun watching your live stream and other people i knew were watching your live stream and mm -hmm. then we would just kind of message each other like we were at a concert kind of like <laughs> how sometimes some people during the pandemic watch travel videos to pretend they mm -hmm. had gone somewhere or done something I really identify about how the music is bringing us together. I just want to ask you a question about the season of treason, uh, mm -hmm. your your collab with Ron. And it made me really think about reconciliation. And yeah. um, it made me, and this was a, kind of a big theme of the pandemic. I know here in Canada, especially with a couple of springs ago, unmarked graves starting to be found at residential schools. And is season of treason, were, was that was that purposeful that you're trying to get people talking and thinking and, and in the secrecy, I just think um, about on stolen land, that one line gets yeah. kind of really makes me think of all of these complex issues around colonialism and walking together. For sure. Yeah, that line definitely spoke to that um, for sure. And I think there was there was a few different, um, I guess, topics, you know, subtopics of the uh, kind of overall social justice and environmental advocacy. There was each line kind of speaks to a specific area of that, I guess. And the stolen land line definitely is uh, in reference to the, yeah, the immigration over into Canada and essentially stealing that land from the people who were already here and, and then taking more and, you know, it, and um, not and even treaties, acknowledging the fact, yeah. Treaties not being um, with, uh, Without, uh, yeah. operated in good faith. All, all the complexities that we know and have been talked about and, and uh, highlighted in the Truth and Reconciliation Report of 2015. And mm -hmm. I know we've not even hit, I think, like 20 of the 90 recommendations. But when I hear 
people singing about these topics in popular music. And I would like, I think you're like classic rock, folk roots, Mm -hmm. like totally good grooving time. (laughs) It makes me think that the reconciliation is happening and that conversation is happening. And I know it's, it's really horrible. A lot of things in the past and a lot of things that are going on in the world, but at least recognizing them and ending the secrecy. So other people don't have to face those same atrocities. I think that is so important. And Mm -hmm. so I really felt positive about the future when I listened to the season of treason and I hear popular culture taking on some of these really heavy, heavy issues that can really, you know, make you have a lot of feelings around. So thank you so much, Madison Galloway. You'd mentioned your other two songs, The River and Open Your Eyes. These are two other songs that have recently come out and The River's doing quite well, winning you some awards. Thank you, yeah. (laughs) And The River references there to that beautiful Grand River that goes by your house? Yeah, absolutely. There was actually a project, uh, a local arts project that involved a few different artists of different mediums and we're all sort of the Fergus Guelph area and of course the Grand River is running straight through Fergus. Uh, and sorry, the, the project was all based on the central theme of the river. And so for me, I live, you know, right right near the Grand River, like two blocks <laughs> away from the river. And so that was sort of uh, the, I guess, inspiration. When I listen to the river, it just makes me connect to the Nith River, which is three kilometers from my house. And I love going down to it at all times of year just to see what I'm going to see. Sometimes I don't see anything. Sometimes I'll see a muskrat or a beaver. Other times you'll see some fancy ducks or swans. And just yesterday, I saw some merganser ducks. What What do you see in the Grand River by your house? Yeah, I mean, we, we get some ducks around there. I've definitely hung out with some little ducks <laughs> by uh, by the river. There's sometimes some cool mushrooms that I come across in the forest. I, I like walking through the little forested area there, seeing what I can find. And there's like some fiddleheads and stuff in there. And yeah, lots of different, lots of ferns. <laughs> That's cool. Water is so important. Water is mm-hmm. life. Your, your latest song, I've been watching the lyric video, open your eyes, come together, we can do better. We're stealing from the sky. Can you speak? (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about open your eyes, your, your latest single? Yeah, it talks about a few different things as well in that one. Um, You know, there's some environmental lines. you know, it says about like using water till the wells run dry and, you know, can't see through the smog in the sky. And so that's that's part of it. And there's also the beginning of it kind of talks about how fast paced and like consumerism is kind of has a hold on on everyone, you know, like that everything is just so quick and we want like the latest, greatest thing and kind of forget to you know just stop and slow down and and open your eyes and look around and open your eyes to what's going on in the world as well i like it because it really does like we're now gonna be february 2023 happy black history month everyone (laughs) it seems like now is the time we really need to come together and we all need to have our eyes open to what's going on in the world and be talking to each other and i feel like this song is is one of those songs that can bring people together And I think, too, one of the things that we're lacking or we need more of, maybe rather, is civil 
conversations among people who see the world from different perspectives. Because just that simple conversation of understanding different people's perspectives on the same issue, that can be a lot of the healing or a lot of the change that needs to happen in building tolerance and and addressing some of the challenges of the day. And I think too, like a year ago, I know here in Canada, tensions mm-hmm. were kind of boiling over, especially in Ottawa, where there was the, the, the occupation and it was a really complex situation going on there. And there was a lot of, there was some really hateful, bad things happening. And there were some other things that maybe were more constructive. But this song seems to be timely in the sense that it's like there's so much going on in the world and we're at this time when we're coming back together and Mm -hmm. having your eyes opening and coming together and talking about things and making the world a better place for all of us like it just seems really timely right yeah i I totally agree with uh with that i think that yeah you're not always able to have you know (laughs) civil conversations or debates with uh people of opposing perspectives but if we could do that more uh, there probably would be a better understanding if, uh, you know, people could just listen to someone else's perspective, even if it might be different than theirs, because then you can understand and you might still not agree, but at least you have a better understanding. And there's there's no need to be uncivil <laughs> about things. I'm, well, I mean, yeah, here. Yeah. Madison, we're so lucky to have you here today on the pandemic show. Stories of the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. Your awesome 2019 release, Moon and Mercury, your live touring got kiboshed due to the pandemic, but it created a great <laughs> opportunity. How did you get the idea to live stream? It was right before things actually locked down and I had a show get canceled. I don't have a show now. And it was my mom's idea to just try doing a live stream. And she was like, well, hey, why don't you do a live stream and I was like okay oh yeah let's let's try it out and I I figured you know if a a few people drop by you know I had 10 people hanging out for it at some point that would be cool that was a successful stream (laughs) and it ended up being way bigger and it I blew my mind I couldn't believe it I ended up streaming for like four hours or something and having a really good time and everyone was you know really connected and was like excited about this sort of live streaming thing and so i asked everyone you know hey like should i should i do another one because it seemed like i i enjoyed it it seemed like other people were enjoying it so we kept doing them i i did did them all through the pandemic i'm still doing them yeah it was it was really uh it was a really cool thing and thanks mom thanks mom for that great idea yeah shout out Um, to mom because (laughs) your music helped so many people not just here in southern ontario but around the world and now that we're in the great reopening, you're, you're touring again in Southern Ontario. And it'll be interesting to see down the road. Like, I hope we, I hope you stay touring in Ontario, but I know <laughs> the rest of the world needs you as well. <laughs> what does the summer of 2023 look like? I know you're working on a new album right now. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of irons in the fire. Yes, there are some irons in the fire for sure. I will definitely be doing lots of live shows in Ontario, which is fun because there's there's lots of friends in Ontario that I'm excited to see again, like you. Hopefully we'll be able to, to cross paths in the summer. I can't which wait. was which was another cool thing too about last summer getting to actually meet some of the people who I had originally met on stream. But yeah, so this summer there'll be 
lots of Ontario shows. Um, I am looking at maybe going out west. I have something that I'm working on. I can't say too much about it. It's not confirmed, so I don't know. It's kind of still in, in um, we're still talking about it, <laughs> I guess. Um, so I might be doing some traveling outside of Ontario as well. And, and you're right, yeah, I do have, I'm working on an album right now too, so that will be exciting and i will definitely be doing some shows and some touring in support of that and even the following spring after the release i'm hoping to and i'm planning to do some touring for it that maybe goes outside of ontario a little bit further but keeping fantastic. it under wraps for now <laughs> fantastic <laughs> That's all i'm gonna say music for the world i was excited thinking during those lockdowns oh my gosh these lockdowns can't happen forever even though it seemed like it at the time mm -hmm. and then getting to see you a couple times over the summer it, it was just so cool you were at the mount forest classic car show yeah rocking it <laughs> on the main street and there was thousands and thousands of people at the car show so it was so weird having watched you so many times like by myself or with friends mm -hmm. virtually online for all the, for all those months and years and then boom like mm -hmm. the great reopening and stratford the music and food and the arthur 150th birthday party oh, and groundhog's day is just around the corner by the time this episode is aired Mm -hmm. uh the groundhogs of north america will have either seen their shadows or not Lucy yes. the Lobster in Nova Scotia will have also made her prediction about mm -hmm. whether we will have a early spring or late winter. Either way, I think we're going to get about six to eight weeks of mud. And do you have any predictions about what Wyerton Willie will be predicting? Now, Wyerton Willie passed away during the pandemic. I'm not saying there was a government cover-up, but they didn't talk about it until <laughs> last year at Groundhog's Day. Now, they've been able to import an American albino groundhog to keep the albino groundhog streak alive in Wyerton. But on mm -hmm. February 2nd, do you think Wyerton Willie, the new Wyerton Willie, will see his shadow? I, uh, one side of me wants to say it'll be a late winter because we haven't had, like, because we've had everything kind of melt and I feel like it's all back now. So I think it might last longer. But part of me, wants to say no it'll be an early spring because we've kind of had a mild winter where yeah. you know, everything's kind of melted and stuff so i'm gonna say late winter late yeah. winter madison we'll galloway i would rather prediction. early spring though yeah. i would rather that but i'm wondering <laughs> if maybe it's gonna hold what constitutes a late winter like how far into i that's a that very <laughs> good question and I don't even know. I don't even know what to say other than February 2nd <laughs> is halfway between the winter solstice on December right. 21st and the spring equinox on March 21st. So no matter what happens, at least we are halfway through the calendar year of yes. winter. Okay. Spring is, is coming. The light and the warmth is in reach. It's, it's coming soon. <laughs> I'm just going to talk about Lucy the Lobster in Nova Scotia. I hope Lucy predicts a early spring, but then I don't know if a Nova Scotia early spring predicted by a crustacean from the Atlantic Ocean, if we can use that here in Southern Ontario with the Great Lakes effect. So I'm not sure if those two I geographic <laughs> zones will overlap or whatnot, but I'm hoping mm -hmm. Lucy the Lobster predicts an early spring and I'm hoping she doesn't end up in the pot. 
I'm hoping she doesn't yes. get eaten. Uh, <laughs> I'm not worried about Wyerton Willie getting eaten, but I am very concerned about Lucy the lobster. Yes, I would be concerned about Lucy too, and I think that it's not the uh, it's not the best way we could say thank you to her for her prediction. <laughs> <laughs> now, if but... we ever are looking at the pandemic in the rearview mirror, like we're mm-hmm. going into our third, fourth, we're going into season four of the pandemic show. What do you hope the world's like in after times, Madison Galloway, rock and roll star? <laughs> well, I think we kind of mentioned about it earlier about how it seems as though it gave an opportunity for people to kind of stop and slow down and, um, you know, maybe appreciate nature a little bit more and, you know, pick up some new hobbies. And, you know, even if it wasn't nature based, like I, I think a lot of people explore different different hobbies yeah people Mediums. got out there and tried new things <laughs> people got out there yeah, and they tried new, new things. things that they tried i know there was exactly. that baking bread there was the baking bread craze right yeah and exactly and a lot more people got into gardening and i know we do have high food prices now so maybe some of those things will continue as people are looking to keep more of their inflated dollars in their pockets exactly growing your and cooking your own food is is definitely definitely economical and uh i hope that a lot of that continues that people will still find time even though things are kind of starting to whir again you know go you know everyone going everywhere and and all that um but i think that or i i hope rather that people will be able to still stop and take the time to you know smell the roses as they say um or continue those hobbies and find time for them you know to do do those things that that make life uh you know like worth living and uh enjoyable and connected to nature just want to say thank you to you for all you've done selflessly for others during the pandemic keeping us going and keeping us positive and thank you so much and please thank your mother for that wonderful suggestion. If it wasn't for that one suggestion, we might not be here talking today yeah. on the pandemic show. Stories Thank of the so pandemic much. for the people of the pandemic. No one's alone on the pandemic show. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the pandemic show. We're all in this together and we're glad you're here together with us. Physically distance with us at pandemishow.com. Be a part of our community by subscribing to and sharing The Pandemic Show. Thanks for taking a minute to email an episode, share a link, or promote us on social media. Pandemic Show is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Stories from the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. Do you have an interesting pandemic story and want to share? Email us at pandemishow at gmail.com. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Giant Value for singing us in and letting us know everything is going to be all right. No one is alone at the Pandemic Show.